you call yourself a maker? You smell like failure and corn chips. Drop and give me 45 minutes. This is not your grandparents' tinker toys. It's the Creators Collective. Listen up and don't give me that face. Right, Herbert Holtz and Walker are about to demonstrate the proper way to create. And if you got questions, you had better be in the live chat. Otherwise, I am going to plant my boots so far up your hiney that your mother is going to be crying. Now listen up, jelly pasty cow pies. And we're back for another Creators Collective. I'm glad to have everyone here today because we are going to have another fun week. I know, we're having a whole bunch of fun weeks in a row here. Uh, this week, uh, we're going to be uh, talking about whatever you want to talk about. So uh, if you have any questions, leave them in the live chat. If you are not live, then uh, maybe you should look that up. Uh, we are live every Thursday on the Creators Collective YouTube channel. And you can ask your questions there and we will answer them if uh, we get time to get to them, which we usually do. So, yeah, let's uh, dive into what we got rolling around this week. Uh, Zach, what you got? I have so much stuff to talk about. I think somebody else should go first because otherwise <laughs> you guys drop out if I'm done. I know Will's list is pretty long. All right, let's start with you, James. <laughs> My list is the exact same thing I've been working on for the last, what, three weeks? The glue test. And I'll probably work on it for another three weeks or so because it's, it's an immense amount of work. And I've already spent uh, a little over $1,000 on it. Um, so it's 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 a fairly expensive test with all of the lumber needed for it and all of the testing equipment. So it's uh, it's labor intensive, and I probably have another three weeks worth of work of just gluing little blocks onto bigger boards so I can test the glue um, because I need to do ten of each glue on each test. So each glue I'm testing, I need to clamp forty boards on there. Well, how many people have forty clamps that they can have that are the exact same pressure? Um, so. I went out and I bought 40, uh, well, actually I bought like uh, 50 spring clamps. Um, and so then I went through and tested them all to make sure they all have the same pressure. And some of them I was able to bend the spring back a little bit more and, and, and make sure that they all had the exact same pressure. So now I can do one glue at a time. So if the glue needs to have the clamp for, you know, overnight, like some of the epoxies, uh, it means I have to wait a whole nother day to put the next glue on. And then do it again and again. You could have bought like again. 40, 40 scales and like put them between the clamp and the wood. <laughs> yeah. And then had so, a scale giveaway. Yeah, yes. Which, so which, which would go over very poorly in our community. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm really looking forward to this because it's, um, it's kind of one of those tests that, you know, we all kind of have an idea of what will be the outcome, but no one's ever really done this deep of a test before so it should be kind of interesting but uh yeah other than that i've actually been working on um sharpening saws now that i have a saw vise and the, the big thing is this last week i put out a video asking um because I, I have a scroll saw that i purchased a while ago but it's missing the table it's missing the flywheel and the pedals um, so it's basically the frame and the arms for it uh, so i put out a video um, talking about that and getting ready to do the renovation on it uh, restoration on it. And then I had uh, um, someone contact me and they have a table for it, actually original um, table to fit the flywheel. So uh, to, to fit the scroll saw. So I'm looking forward to actually getting this thing up and running and doing a couple videos on restoring it. This is kind of the, the next step after the glue test. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. I remember looking for some old flywheels years ago for a, a, like an industrial furniture project. Um, and I remember they were hard to find, like in good condition that weren't crazy expensive, like and that fit the application. You know, exactly. Yeah. 
<laughs> That's the thing I'm, but, I'm finding with this. A lot of the collectors that I'm I'm talking to who actually collect these scroll saws or other foot powered tools say, you know, I've I've never seen a flywheel for that tool in existence other than you know in a finished project where you can buy a, a finished piece. They, they just don't exist in the wild separately. Do you could you get something like? Do you know anybody that does any custom castings? Yeah, actually, that's um, I have a contact with a guy in Chicago who uh, is a manager at a uh, um, uh, a foundry where they actually will cast um, cast iron. And cool. So I'm trying to see if I can get one um, and get all the measurements I need of because not only do you want it to be the right diameter so that the saw is running at the correct speed, um, you also want it to be the right weight. And a lot of people think you know you want a flywheel to be as heavy as possible, but in the case of a, a scroll saw, you want to be able to control the speed easily. And so if it gets too heavy, then it, it it's a problem to stop and it just keeps going. So you want it to be light enough that you can control it and stop it when you want to, but then heavy enough that you can, you're not, you know, constantly putting the power in with your foot. So hmm. Kind of a balancing act. Yeah. I've never, I've never been much of a scroll saw fan. I have one and I've used it like twice, but I know it's like a whole other <laughs> like thing like the <laughs> like, way you yeah like the scroll saw scribbler stuff and you're like nah it's uh i'm not gonna be able to put that <laughs> on a scale of this. is it justin christensen is that yeah he does awesome stuff i don't know if, if anybody's not following him at least at least look him up on his work he does like i mean like it would be amazing if it were painted but it's not it should cut out and incredible anyway cool. sorry, but... well, what you got will oh man i've got a whole bunch of stuff. Um, so I finished the Sherry Live Edge Slab Vanity. Got that delivered to the uh, homeowner's edition bathroom remodel. Uh, but the plumbers still had to come in and put the P-trap in and everything. Um, and so I have to go back to install the shelves because I didn't know where the P-trap was going to be under the sink. And I didn't want the shelves to interfere with that. Um, I got started and uh, actually got a lot done on a spalted Hackberry Live Edge countertop uh, for a vanity that will go wall to wall. Um, it's about 30 inches deep and six feet wide. Uh, and yesterday I went over to the homeowner's house and scribed a template for, for the space. Um, and it was out, the walls were out like all over the place. I think it was like a quarter inch there's a quarter inch belly from end to end and then the walls were out of square so uh i took some luon a sheet of luon um ripped it to 30 inches and then cut it in half and then made a template um, where i could set it over the existing sink I, I just set some boards up to support the luon um, and then scribed the walls with a, a pencil and a scrap block of wood writing the walls um so i've got to get that starting to fit um starting to shape that to fit the template um then i'm going to finish that with a new finish that i haven't tried before um but i'm really excited i ordered it um it you know it's an imported finish it's from germany it's called osmo top oil and it's supposed to be like this bulletproof countertop finish that is amazing um it's pretty expensive though it's it's like 50 bucks for a half liter and then you have to pay the shipping because it's imported um but apparently two coats and it's bulletproof so i'm thinking i'm actually going to do a finishes video where i test 
you know, five or six of the most popular finishes out there from polyurethane to uh, armor seal to Danish oil to shellac to the uh, paste wax and then this Osmo top oil. Um, so that I think that'll be a, a, a good video that people highly searchable and should be uh, useful to people because I get people asking me questions about what to finish what with like daily. Um, what else am I working on? Uh, I'm going to look at a walnut dining table build. Um, I just got an email yesterday from a woman who said that she had a walnut log milled. Uh, it had sat for five years and then she had it milled. And now it's been stickered and stacked for three years. So I'm going to go check the moisture content of that walnut and just generally take a look at the stock. Um, give her a quote on that. Uh, I'm about to start building a media console for Tools Today. Um, that'll be a, uh, a video for their website. And I'm a little hesitant on starting that build because their inspiration uh, board that they sent me on what they think they might want it to look like uh, has sliding louvered cabinet doors. And that sounds like a lot of work. Uh, <laughs> I've never made a louvered door, but it just looks like a lot of small pieces and a complicated glue up. And uh, I so, this door. <laughs> so I'm, I'm pretty hesitant on that. I might try to talk him out of that. Um, also, Grizzly is just uh, releasing a new bowl, two new bowl lathes, uh, which aren't even on the market yet. And I'm pretty excited. I might get one of the first ones of those. Um, they there's a 24 by 24, so there's 24 inches of swing over the bed, and then there's a 16 by 24. So there's 16 inches of, of swing over the bed. And then I think you can slide the headstock to the uh, the ways and get 27 inches of swing. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I'm pretty excited about that. Um, they aren't in yet. Like I said, um, they should be in, in May, I think. And I, I'll probably get one of the first ones of those. And just really excited about that. Um and then the last thing uh, that's going on with me is back to school, uh, film school Friday. Um, this will be the third installment releasing tomorrow. And it has been, uh, hasn't gotten a lot of views, um, a ton of views per my channel, but all of the feedback and the response from the community is overwhelmingly positive that people are loving that I'm doing this, this series. Uh, so I think I'm going to keep, Keep it going. Um, tomorrow's video is going to be about uh, video lighting in your shop and uh, just light in general. So I think that should be a popular video. And I think that's everything that's going on with me. <laughs> How about you, Zach? So much. Um, I am run down probably alongside all the other pretty much left uh, workbench con, went home, unpacked their luggage, threw it in the washer, dryer, back, in the, back on a plane. So right after workbench con, we had a couple of days and then uh we went to lincoln electric spring make and that was my it's actually a pretty cool city um like the whole it's one of those cities where the whole like industrial uh part of town is being like renovated some really a lot of really cool like um you know creative spaces maker spaces and uh like furniture stores and stuff i'm trying to find um so yeah it was really neat there's so that we, I was in a class with, I mean, it was Jimmy Dureste, April Wilkerson, Laura Kampf, um, you know, Johnny Brook, uh, Brad Rodriguez, John Malecki, handful of other local makers, and just spent pretty much three days in the Lincoln Electric headquarters, gigantic. And uh, we spent three days in there pretty much working on whatever welding we wanted to 
I got to spend a lot of time doing TIG welding on aluminum and steel, stainless, some silicon. Uh, one of my upcoming videos here in the future is in TIG carts and stuff. That was a lot of fun. Um, put out a couple of new videos since uh, our last talk. I put out the, that big sculpture that I did for the law firm, put that video out. And also I did a live stream when we were in Cleveland. Let's kind of eat. That was the first YouTube live stream ever done. It was actually kind of neat to see all the questions in the past. The I'm considering doing like one live stream Q&A thing a month. I don't have anything official yet, but that. Also started a closed Facebook uh, fabric on Facebook. I, I just, I get so many emails and pictures of people uh, asking me questions and people sending me pictures of their projects, either I've influenced or you know, stuff that they share with me. Uh, the Facebook visitor kind of a joke with the closed group. I kind of want to run a forum and there's a ton of people. If some, if anybody's interested in that, send me a request and I'll add you. Uh, so that's really exciting. The spring make thing, cut out a, uh, a sign. That's going to be a, a project video on their Torchmate plasma table. I think there's a picture of, looks like a high school yearbook picture of Jimmy Duresta, the sign that they cut out. It's pretty funny. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, welding cart um camera stuff so i am actively seeking out a 24 to 70 uh 2.8 lens but he has one that they want to get rid of let me know i will probably buy it off of you for a canon ef mount yes yes <laughs> uh, let me know soon because i have to start some projects and eat it so um yeah and a shout out to mark adams who took the most beautiful picture of me i have ever seen in my life that sounds incredibly conceited but i, I looked at it and i'm like man i <laughs> It was just this guy in the makerspace up there. And he, he, if you guys see my Instagram, there's a black and white picture photo of everybody. Um, yeah, that's good there. So, yeah, it's been a really busy two weeks. And I, I'm today's like my down day. I'm just worn out from not sleeping and traveling and staying out late, eating terrible food. So, I'm probably not going to do much of anything today, but I am really excited to get back into the shop tomorrow and upcoming project in my life. Cool. And if you guys haven't seen Zach's sculpture video, uh, he talks about upping his video production game. Uh, I think it's one of the best videos Zach's ever put out. Uh, it you. just it just looks inviting. Makes you want to just wants to like come into the video and like stay for a while and watch. Uh, it was Thanks. not only was the the, the project like incredible and insane because uh, I, I do some metal fabrication, welding, cutting of steel and gluing it together with hot electric pixies. Um, <laughs> but, but I watched Zach build this sculpture and just kind of went, uh, what? Like I couldn't do that. Um, and the video production is just really getting, it's really, I, I am excited to see this endeavor for you. And so, to see your, I, I can't remember if I said it last podcast, but yeah, like, just within like the past couple of weeks, I finally like found, I see the light with like uh, video production and I, I, I'm starting to understand it as I've always seen it as just kind of a necessary evil on the internet. So I'm just going to stick the camera in these different places, cut it all together. And put, but like, it's only been recently since I've kind of thought like, well, this is part of the art. This is, this is, I mean, it's, it's obvious, but you know, it's like the vehicle to deliver what you're doing and i mean that's all they see is how you shoot it they don't actually see the project so it's how you convey that message is is an art of itself and that's that's new to me so with that video actually the very first scenes in there 
I ordered a new uh, Canon 60 camera and the first the first like five or six scenes of me like sketching stuff out is actually on the new camera. I just didn't record it initially. So all like 90% of the video is on my old camera and I just shot it the way that I normally shoot it. But I edited the video with kind of more um, care. So, <laughs> so yeah, it's, I, I'm excited to do some, uh, I'm excited to start seeing kind of develop a style and, and see where it takes me. So yeah, thanks for the yeah. kind word. Yeah, man. Ooh, and I almost I forgot one thing that I, one other thing that I'm working on um, because I've been doing such big projects um, like these big vanities and tables and you know just things that take up a lot of space in my shop while the glue dries. I started. Uh, I asked on Facebook on my personal page. Um, I asked people out there what sort of small home goods they. Uh, they would want, you know, for small projects where I, where I could, you know, batch some stuff out while some glue dries or some finish dries. Um, so uh, I'm working on a live edge mulberry charcuterie board with quarter sawn curly maple uh, bow tie keys um, with epoxy filled oh. cracks and stuff like that. Um, and then uh, there is, uh, I'm going to probably start making some coasters. Uh, which that is a good segue to one of the questions that we have this week. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So let's see. Humble home asked, uh, I'm making my first set of wood coasters. A friend of mine recommended finishing them with poly finish with a poly finish. Any suggestions would be appreciated. Dustin, um, James, I want to let you take this one first. <laughs> I um, like well, I mean, coasters don't, you, know, you don't have to worry about, you know, food safe. Um, even though it's kind of like around food, but <laughs> if you're eating off your coaster, you got other problems. <laughs> um, so, I mean, it depends on what you're, what you're looking for. Um, and also, you know, is it in grain or is it flat grain? Is it uh, um, uh, flat sawn? Um, because if it's in grain, it's going to want to soak up more, you know, uh, how are you wanting to do that? Um, like a, like a penetrating epoxy will soak into the wood um, and still leave that that wood grain textured surface, but be as hard as plastic. Uh, that would be a, a good source if you want that kind of um, what's what we're looking for wood feeling. Uh, but if you're using anything with ingrain, then it just runs through the board, which you know may be a good thing. Um, the other one is the uh, oh, what is the name of that stuff? It's like Oli's. Um, it's a, a, a marine varnish that I really like. Uh, I'll be doing it on a birdhouse coming up here soon. Um, and it's a two-step process. One is like a penetrating, thinner varnish that soaks in, and the other one actually sits on the top. Um, I I like it because it gives that very light poly look, um, like you would see with polyurethane, but it is completely waterproof. It's designed to coat wooden boats. Um, so if you put a cup on it, there's not a problem with that. But I mean, all that being said, if it's if it's going to be a, a flat grain, um, I really like. Uh, just simple poly uh, because poly is actually fairly good at, at sealing a edge grain or in a, a edge grain or flat grain surface. Groin. Actually, yeah. But if, if yeah. it's an ingrain, if it's ingrain, <laughs> got, got, yeah. <laughs> all the holes then become a point that water can soak down into it further. In that case, poly doesn't work quite as well. Right. Um, it, you're basically trying to put poly on a bunch of straws. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so I, I think that's my. My go-to, um, if it if it's if it's an ingrain, then you know a marine varnish or a, a, an epoxy of some kind. Um, what about uh, like epiphanes? Yeah, that, that's basically the exact same thing as the uh, the other one I was talking about. 
Okay. Um, I've so only I'm used really, Epiphanes once before, though, so I don't, I'm not as, not as familiar with it. So I'm really interested to try uh, this this Osmo top oil. Um, I saw one review where uh, a guy made a he made a white oak shaker stool, put two quick coats on it, or put one coat on, came back eight hours later, put another coat on, waited eight hours, then took uh, a cup of hot coffee, and he spilled some on the the stool and then sat his coffee on it and left it for 27 hours. And he came back and he picked up the coffee cup and he wiped it right off with some water and there was absolutely no stain. And I just thought that was pretty incredible. Uh, So that's what made me order that. Stuff to experiment with. Yeah. So uh, I think, I think any kind of poly would be fine for coasters, especially like you said, James, you're not, you know, chewing on them. They're not like, unless you have maybe a kid in the house that likes to chew on things. Even that, in all honesty, once a finish is is cured, it's food safe. Um, yeah, according to the FDA. Yeah, you're. Yeah. There's no more. There's no more chemical reactions happening after you know the the metallic dryers are all gone, and it just might you know see some flaky stuff in your poop. I mean, if, <laughs> if that's something you're you're actually worried about, then there's always beeswax. Yeah, it's, it's a water repelling surface. So cool. Uh, I too, we we need to address something before I forget. So we had kind of a blunder last week when we were talking about our. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, our photo. Uh, I said I'm sorry already. That's all right. That's fine. <laughs> um, so when when James was researching whether hashtag CC challenge was a thing or not, there was a typo, and apparently it's like one of the most popular hashtags on the whole Instagram for makeup. So, yeah, for like makeup. So we have. We have, this is kind of funny. We've been polluting like makeup Instagram with a bunch of pictures of hand planes, which I think is great, but it's not really the the best way to, to see all of the posts that we've got out there. So I propose that we one extend the hand plane picture challenge for another week. Okay. And I, I seriously, I had the best idea for a shot and I just got into town last night and I was exhausted. I've seriously, we recorded the podcast. I left town the next day and I just got back. So I haven't had a chance. To, I haven't even been home to shoot a picture. So, and you were um, so jazzed about it too. You were like, I'm getting out my shop like right now. I'm doing it. <laughs> yeah. I, I just, I've been like trying to, I've been biting off a lot more than I can chew lately. So uh, I'm finally going to have some time this week, so I'll probably shoot that picture today or tomorrow. Um, so I think we pushed that one out another week. I would love to hear your guys' ideas for the next week's challenge. And uh, so if uh, post those in the live chat or something, and, and we'll consider those. But yeah, if you have posted your hand plane, can, can you go back and add a hashtag to it, and it'll show up in whatever new feed we decide to put it under? Yeah, and so I actually uh, just sitting here looked up um, creators photo challenge is not taken, so that could be a, a good hashtag just for these. Make sure you spell it correctly. How about CC photo challenge, or maybe we should just do creators collective. Why don't we just do that? That's a long one, or just creators collective. Just that. There's probably is there another one of those? Let's look. Let's find out really. Creators collective. Remember, there's no there's no. Spell check on. I know that's the most frustrating thing ever. They should have a those asking. This is on Instagram. There are two thousand posts for Creators Collective. This is ridiculous. Yeah, come on. Uh, What what happened to Creators Photo Challenge? It's long. We could do it. What about CC Photo Challenge? I think we looked at one. Typing Photo Challenge. Photo or photos? 
259 public posts. Oh my God. What is going on? Creators photo <laughs> challenge. I I think that I know it's long, but what creator what creators? Is that what you said? Creators photo challenge. Yeah. Creator or creators? Creators. Because we are the creators collective. Photo challenge. No hashtags found. I think we found the only combination of letters that is not a that's great. So if you've taken a picture, I think you can just add the hashtag and it'll add it, right? Even if yeah. you posted it like a week ago. Yep. It should, yeah. If you put it in the okay. comments. So, yeah. If you did post that, uh, add that hashtag to it so that we can see it. Because a lot of them, I feel like, got lost in the makeup, the flood of makeup pictures. So <laughs> that is the new hashtag. Uh, and and everyone who already has, uh, you guys have been tagging the Creators Collective podcast. And that has been awesome. Um there are some really, really great ones, and I know we're extending it a week. Um, but two uh, guys that I want to shout out, I know we're going to extend it, so but whatever. I'm yeah. going to shout them out anyway. Um, Caleb Harris from You Can Make This Too. Uh, your photo was really, really great. Um, and then the Kids Tool Crib. Um, I can't remember your first name. I'm sorry, and you don't have it listed on Instagram. Um, but he's, the, he's an author of uh, a book. Uh, that is intended to be a kind of uh, introduction to kids and woodworking. Um, and I know he sent me at least a copy. Um, and I know he sent some copies out to some of the other social he has media. The most amazing YouTube, the most amazing Instagram channel for hand tools. Yeah. Uh, and he posted uh, a really cool photo of a wooden uh, plane that had a concave, uh, con concave, or is it convex? concave surface uh soul uh and it was just i don't know there's just really excellent excellent work anyway those are two but my my, uh, uh, my favorite that i've seen so far and i am i've only seen like three of them because get buried but uh prowl underscore ben he has a really just well-lit shot of a bunch of hand planes with a little dinosaur on it that's probably the fate my favorite one that i've seen so far but uh at least wanted to give some shout outs this week since we're extending it yeah. one more. Can one of you guys but. put that in the show notes? Yes. Yeah. So. so make sure it's spelled correctly. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So get your hand plane pictures. What what was the, the goal if anybody missed the last podcast? Is create like a emotional environment or something, right? Like <laughs> I don't know how yeah. to put that it was in words. To uh, create oh. a feeling yes. with a photo of a hand plane, whether that be Dark, somber, productive, happy, shiny, uh, distraught, broken, uh, just to, to invoke an emotion with a photo of a hand plane. Yes, I like and it. No, and no professional strobes. You can use LEDs. You can use many different light sources, whatever, but no like professional like strobe shots because I, I want this to be accessible to everyone. Cool. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, hashtag creators photo challenge. Yes. Okay, back on cool. track. We put it in the show notes. We're, we're getting this awesome. figured out. This is like a new segment. This is a new thing. So, you know, bear with us. We'll figure it out. But we should cool. do. Oh, we talked about it last time. Uh, we wanted to do like a 10 minute segment of Ask William about, <laughs> Ask Us, but pretty much mostly William about uh, any questions you guys have with, with uh, filming or photography or anything like that. Um, right? Do we have a name for that segment yet? Uh, not yet. We'll still work on that. But you've been kind of all over the place, so we haven't really had a chance to. Yeah, I know. It's I'm back. 
Uh, so yeah, if you guys have any awesome punny names for the segment, throw those up in the live chat. And we. But I'll kick it off with a question that I have. I've been trying to uh, look around and see how different angles, like how different camera angles convey information. And um, I haven't really found anything useful. I mean, other than just kind of the obvious things with the camera higher, shorter, like the, the, the very obvious things. <laughs> um okay so what's what's the actual question um how how did you say with the hand planes concise uh convey feeling so like how how can different camera angles convey a different like invoke a different like feeling like versus looking up at something looking down at it looking at you know work level or whatever sure uh how does that change the the feeling that is since we work in mostly inanimate objects where our subject matter is, you know, usually a piece of wood or metal or tool or, um, or, or ourselves, you know, um, I'm going to convert this into, uh, how a portrait artist would shoot something. So, um, back in the day when I used to do a lot of freelance editorial work and, uh, shoot for newspapers and magazines and things like that, um, if I was going to shoot, uh, say, a high-powered businessman, if I was going to photograph a high-powered businessman um, to show power, uh, if I was outside, I would get lower to where their head and shoulders would be above the horizon line. Um, and that kind of shows like this like impending uh, power, like this, I am a powerful man with I'm above... I'm above the world, right? Like I am um, not to be, not that these people thought that they were above everything else, but um, where Grum, if you want to, uh, if you want to show teenage frivolity, it's best to be done in a bathroom mirror. Yeah. With the duck face. Did you do a lot of duck face? <laughs> you know, the, the duck face wasn't a thing until, <laughs> until I was outside of editorial, but now, you know, I think I might, you know, I might use that in some future shoots. Okay, now give me give me duck face, you know. <laughs> give me pouty uh I don't care because I'm a model look. Yeah. Give me slumpy bad posture. I think I'm gonna start doing that in my actual videos. I'll just yes. be building the turn of the camera. <laughs> <laughs> like every shot. Like after after uh, every crouch down or uh, for anybody that's listening to this later, uh, if you are in the YouTube live stream, Zach is doing some amazing duck facing. <laughs> that's duck facing. That sounds even even better than just duck face. I like the adjective. Yeah, it's a verb. Form, you know, or verb. Form, yeah. <laughs> um, no, so uh, that's a good question. So I think it's more less angles, more uh, more focal length. So. Uh, in video and film, uh, if directors show something, it needs to be important unless it's direction, like for the end of a film. But um, so if, like, say you're about to do a lot of work with a grinder um, and the grinder has, you know, the Arbor Tech, you know, the uh, turbo plane on it. And, you're, you know, I would back up and shoot that with a long focal length. Um, to to show the importance of this tool rather than just, you know, have a, a super wide shot and from the corner of your shop where you just kind of grab the plane, the the grinder. So and when you say long, when you say long focal length, like 
what, why would you do that over just getting close to it with a short focus? Uh, because of lens compression uh, and the... Which leads uh, us to, which leads me to my next question that I didn't know <laughs> was my next question, but great segue. What's that? Uh, lens compression. So um, if you take, uh, if you start with a very wide focal length, um, for this instance, we'll just say 24 millimeters, because that's what kind of lens that you're, that's the widest, that the types of lens that you're looking for will go. Um, if you make the subject the same about the same size in the frame. So filling about as much of the frame um, as all the other focal lengths and okay. then continually back up and use a longer focal length. So start with a 24, then maybe shoot it at 35, then 50, then 70. And then if you have anything longer, like a 200 or a 300 millimeter lens, um, you'll notice that in the 24 millimeter shot, Everything in the background looks very far away, like it's out of reach. Where as you get up into say 200 millimeters, uh, with the same, with filling the subject, in, filling, filling the, the frame out of the screen. Yeah, um, the lens compression makes the the background look very, 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 very close. Like you could almost reach the back of the shop. So they get flat. They kind of flattens the dimension image. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's all so, about um, the the percentage of distance from you to the subject to the background. Okay. So, so the, and more and, of the distance between the camera and the, the subject, the smaller is the distance between the subject and the background here. So the further you get from the object, the closer the background and the object vice versa. Correct. Yeah. So now, now your reason for your shooting with the, uh, ArborTech Astro Plane 2000 squared <laughs> grinder extension cutter, and you prefer to shoot it from far away and flatten the image. I don't know if that's the heck is that? Do you guys hear that? I heard yeah. that, yeah. That was my GFCI somewhere, and hopefully it's not on fire. Anyway, so you're, um, I'll check later. So you're, <laughs> so you're like, I don't smell anything. So I think we're, so, so you're shooting with like a, a zoom lens from, why would you prefer that versus shooting up close and getting that uh, blurry, distant background? I mean, that's it's really personal preference, and it's up to the photographer, cinematographer, videographer, director, whatever you want to call them. Um, but it, to me, it shows importance, and it shows isolation of a certain thing. It's like we are supposed to be looking at this. This is the important thing in this shot and they would have only shown us that shot because this was important um where you very well could get close and have a shallow depth of field um it's just a different different shot um yeah. and i think long focal lengths are just more uh flattering to not only people but um but objects as well okay um, there's less distortion, you know, like if I was taking a picture of this coffee cup, um, if I wanted to make it look like super tall and weird, I'd shoot it really wide. But if I just wanted a pretty picture of this coffee cup, I would stand farther back with a longer focal length. So more compression equates to more distortion. So a wider angle, closer. Uh, it'll give you less compression. A longer focal length will give you more compression, um, bringing the background closer to the subject. But okay. uh, a good example is shoot a photo of uh, your wife okay shoot a photo of your wife in focus at 24 millimeters close to her face okay and then zoom in and stand back and take another picture of it of her and see which one she likes best okay um her nose will look bigger and wider um her 
forehead will look a little bit distorted. Her ears will look <laughs> further back. This is getting weird, man. <laughs> no, it's just a, a, it's a more just yeah. Do, do that experiment. Take a picture at a wide a wide focal length of someone you love that you think is pretty, uh, and then do one at a longer focal length and see which one that they prefer of themselves. Okay. And then equate that to things in your shop. So if, if you have a thing for giant noses and large foreheads, <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, cool. What do you All say right, we get on the joke okay. of the week? Yes, we have one. I, I do. Um, nice. How does an elephant get into a walnut tree? He sits on a walnut and waits. Oh, <laughs> that oh. isn't even funny, which makes yeah. it hilarious. <laughs> That's like wah wah. That's have you guys uh there's something called the anti joke. I don't know if you guys have such a th- it's been a long time, but if you search for it, like there's and, and his whole gig is to get up there and like have this huge build up for what seems like it's gonna be a yes. great joke. And then it's exactly what would normally happen in everyday life. So it's like everybody in the crowd is just hates him. It's it's actually tough. Anyway, that would be because- that'd be very frustrating. <laughs> it's, it's so what do you what are you watching, Will? Um, uh, Andrea Arznek, uh, Ar- Arzensek, Arzensek, um, Andrea's workshop. Uh, he is a guy in Croatia. Um, super nice. We, uh, when I was in Croatia, we were. I didn't have time to meet up with him, but um, he's a really nice guy, and we've we've become internet friends since. But he just put out a video on an apothecary cabinet uh, where it's just absolutely beautiful hand cut dovetails half line dovetail um apothecary drawers there's a bunch of drawers uh and he just did a really really great job with the build um it looked really time consuming uh but it's kind of made me want to make one uh but yeah so andrea's workshop his apothecary cabinet he put out a few different videos he broke it down into parts and then he did a a, like a master full build video after everything was all done but yeah, go check go check them out. Well, for me, I have uh, Evan and Caitlin um, YouTube channel, and uh, they have recently been doing really well and a growing channel. Uh, they do a lot of um, interesting making. Um, so they have an X carve, and they do odds and ends, this and that, and craft projects and furniture builds, and building just about anything. Uh, but a great uh, couple to watch, and they they make their videos very watchable. Um, they just recently did one where they. Uh, um, they made, what is it? Well, it wasn't recently. It was back in November, but it was, they made uh, catapults for mashed potatoes. <laughs> a really dumb video, but it was yeah, a really good, one. enjoyable really good. video to watch. But they, they've been doing um, quite a few other things. They just did one with uh, Simone, uh, Simone Getz, who's uh, um, with a robot arm. It's kind of fun. It's, she's hilarious in her own right. <laughs> yes. Simone Yetz, I think that's how you pronounce her name. Yeah. 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 I met them for the first time in uh, WorkbenchCon and... Mm-hmm. One of the things I didn't know is how tall they both are. <laughs> like, I just kind of assumed that, like, Evan was, you know, maybe like 6'1 or something, and that, you know, Caitlin was normal. 5'8. Five, five so, <laughs> yeah. No, they're they're both pretty tall. It's It was like Evan's, I don't know how tall he is. They're taller than they look. That's completely useless information, but I just thought I'd See, throw that out there. You would never know that, especially from, like, uh, Johnny Brooks video collaboration with them because he was doing his Johnny squat on his workbench while they were standing on the workbench floor. So I was like, cheater. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Were his shoulders above the horizon? (laughs) Well, they were in the shop, so it was hard to tell. 
Okay. Yeah. Uh, cool. Zach, what are you watching, reading? Um, I am watching, well, I'm not watching much, but I, before I took off, I was, last week I was watching your stuff and uh, also Laura Kampf. And I got to hang out with her again in uh, Cleveland. And uh, she's, she's awesome. I mean, she's definitely one of my, one of my favorite people that I've met. And I mean, everybody's great and super cool, super positive, fun to be. And her her videos, and I just love the way she. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Really cool. Well, uh, since you're talking, what's your uh, your favorite uh, product? Or my favorite product of the week is um, that. Well, I get a lot of people that ask me about the like the metal finishing and the patina and all that stuff that I do, and uh, so I'm gonna go with uh, Black Magic by Sculpt Nouveau, and that's just essentially you get your metal down to you get your material down to bare metal. And uh, I usually hit it with like a degreaser or denatured alcohol. And then this black magic stuff, you just spray it on. It smells terrible. So feel yourself dying a little bit. But um, <laughs> I love that feeling. Yeah, it's I mean, it's I imagine it's what mustard gas smells like. And uh, so wear, wear a mask with it. But you spray that stuff on, let it sit for a few minutes. If you feel like burnishing it, you can. If not, just you actually rinse it off with water. And I used to do lacquer on everything, but now I just do a bunch of coats of metal wax. It holds up great. And it's just a really cool alternative to just painting stuff black because you actually get, you actually, you get like a nice patina. It looks like weathered and has a lot more character than just black. Have you used, have you used, um, jacks before? I haven't. I think a lot of that stuff is kind of similar. Um, okay. I've always used jacks. I haven't had a chance to check out the Sculpt Nouveau, uh, black magic, but it, Jack's doesn't smell horrible. Oh, well, the other, the other stuff like Sculpt Nouveau has always been really cool. Like I started talking to them a while ago, and um, they just have so many different. See, I use a stuff called Copper Plate. Everything else smells fine. Like just the black. I don't know what it is, whatever chemical is in there, but it works really well. But they have that Copper Plate stuff. That's the same uh, product that I used in that Anvil stand that I did a while ago. But you can combine that with like the black magic and get like this cool kind of almost a oiled bronze kind of thing. That's what I did on the base of the sculpture. But I just like them because they have a whole bunch of they have like rainbow pieces and I have a whole sorts of stuff that I just haven't found you. So that's that's my sweet cool. What you got, Will? Uh, I am going to go with a small bicolor LED panel for video. Uh, I will be featuring this in tomorrow's Film School Friday. Um, but they're like I don't know thirty bucks or so. Uh, and they use the uh, NP550 through the NP950 batteries, which are like a universal, um, a lot of video accessories utilize this style battery. So um, my digital monitors, my uh, LED lights that I have in the shop, they all run off the same type of battery. So you can kind of load up on a bunch of them and just keep a bunch of them charged. Um, but the small LED video light, um, I make a, uh, a simple stand for it. I call it Woody. It's a little, like a little wooden LED mounting block that I can move around my bench and around my shop really super easily fast. Um, and yeah, so the tomorrow's video is about, uh, lighting and using this and what it looks like with and without it. Um, and it's just a great addition to the shop if you're shooting any kind of video or photos. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. How about you, James? Well, for me, I have a wax warmer because I like to wax my legs, and it is very useful. (laughs) 
<laughs> no, actually, uh, for high glue in the past, I've used a double boiler. Well, a while ago, my I had an old cast iron double boiler that I put on a, a hot plate, but it cracked and started leaking. And <laughs> it doesn't work very well. So I stopped using high glue and uh, I only used it a few times for that. But uh, I uh, I was looking at getting, you know, electronic double boiler, but they're all like, you know, 100 bucks, 120 bucks. But you can pick up a wax warmer that does the exact same thing and will hold the temperature perfectly for like 25, 30 bucks. Um, so I picked one of those up and I have been loving it for the hide glue and anytime where I need to heat something up like that. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about using it for making my uh, uh, my paste waxes as well because it gets warm enough so I can actually melt the wax down and add in my oils. So that how, how hot does it need to get, does your hide glue need to get? Um, for high glue, it, uh, for you know your, your your natural high glue, you're you're looking at somewhere around like 130, 135. Um, okay. Normally, you don't like 140. I was just thinking if you know somebody couldn't find a wax warmer, if they could find something like a baby bottle warmer, like at a consignment, yeah, uh, I guess a, a thrift shop. Okay. Right. Just just move to Florida. It'll be fine. Put it <laughs> my shop is hot enough when i have the forge going it'd be about perfect <laughs> uh, hey, right on. apparently the link that i posted for that black magic no longer though so i posted i updated it in, on the page. and if uh, you're watching in the past i'll uh, have that in the show notes have, if you're watching in the past no if you're watching in the future <laughs> you're watching the past you have a delorean <laughs> <laughs> yes and uh where can i get one well, uh, thank you again for wasting another 45 minutes with the three of us talking about nonsense. This has been a lot of fun, and uh, we're looking forward to doing it again. If you have any suggestions, ideas, questions, uh, feel free to message any of us, and we'll try and get those on the list. And we're looking forward to seeing you next week. Don't forget to post your hand planes. I want to see them. Yes, hashtag creators photo challenge. Looking forward to that. And until next time, have a wonderful day. See you later. Adios. Thanks again for listening to The Creators Collective. We publish weekly on Thursdays in iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. You can follow us on social media pages everywhere at Creators Collective. We're also live streaming every week on Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. Just look up the YouTube channel to join in on the fun of the live chat and get your questions answered live. And until next time, keep on creating.